What's going on, Spurs fans? My name is Tom Petrini, and this is the Big Fundamental Podcast, the Ken's Five podcast on the San Antonio Spurs, the official TV station of the San Antonio Spurs. With me today, I've got my good friend Jeff Garcia. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing good. By the way, happy Bruce Bowen, Monogen Obi, Tim Duncan Day. Okay. Absolutely. Throw it out there. How could yes. you forget that day? I've had that. How can you forget? Calendar. It's 12 20 21 today. It's, Come on, everybody's Bowen. The, the most fun holiday this week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but seriously, though, Jeff, very excited to have. Wait, wait, no love for uh, no love for LMA, I guess, huh? LMA doesn't get that. No. Well, Bro was the first twelve. He was the first twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I thought it was yeah. a really classy move when you know the Spurs went and and got Lamarcus Aldridge that summer because they had to go get him, right? Yeah, yeah. Bowen was like, "Yeah, you can wear my twelve if you want." Uh, yeah. That, yeah. that was good on you, Bruce. Uh, we've got some present day Spurs basketball to talk about. And, uh, I'll be honest, this, uh, these past three games here have not been what I, uh, had penciled in result wise on the schedule. Nope. Uh, they face a coronavirus addled Hornets team and give up 41 points to Jordan Hayward. Uh, cause that's what he looked like. Are we sure, sh- are we sure that it wasn't Michael Jordan that just suited up in a, in a, Gordon I was at the game and, and I, and I, and I would rank that as a second biggest opponent, uh, performance I saw at the AT&T. Number one was Kyrie Irving years I ago. I was about to say um, it has to be Kyrie. Yeah. Like Kyrie yeah. was number one, but Gordon Hayward's a close second so far. 15 of 19 from the floor, uh, in three quarters of work. So, yeah. uh, a, a surprising, disappointing loss for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Then they go on the road to Utah and beat a Jazz team that is spectacular, has won eight in a row before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then coming off of that huge, impressive win, go into a uh, another disappointing, inexplicable loss to a Kings team that in the first place isn't very good. And mm-hmm. uh, last night was without six guys. So, basically... Flashbacks you, of last season. Remember the yeah, Houston game? When Houston came in with like, with like minus negative six people and they still won? I, I thought coming into this season, hand up, I was a little wrong. Yeah. Uh, I thought that there was going to be less of this uh, in terms of yeah. playing down to the competition, uh, losing games that shouldn't be lost. Um, Mm -hmm. I I thought there would be less of this. I was incorrect. There has been basically the same amount of it. But why? uh, We'll we'll get to why we think it's happening in a second here. Uh, But if you ask the fans, if you ask the coaches and players, uh, they will tell you pretty much the same thing uh, that has been the line on a lot of these losses during the season. Right. Uh, Maybe not a lot. There, There have been, anytime there's been a bad game, this has been what Popovich has said afterwards, yeah. basically. They were the more aggressive team. They executed better for more of the 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, in these last two losses, though, he's been very critical of his team. He's using words oh, like yeah. soft and pathetic. Good for uh, him, finally. And so uh, let's, let's go into uh, – let's give it to Greg Popovich and some of the Spurs here. Sure. Uh, give you their thoughts on – these uh, two losses against the Hornets and the Kings? Uh, 
just uh, started the game too casually. You know, the start of the third quarter is what we needed to be, the way we played in the third quarter. But we didn't, we weren't, uh, for whatever reason, mentally prepared enough to start the game. I don't know if they took it for granted. I don't know if they're still excited about the Utah win. Who knows? Uh, but that was a disappointing loss uh, where uh, we wanted to build on the on the Utah win. But uh, obviously we're too satisfied with it. Uh, they got back on track in the third, but things happened. You know, like Buddy got hot. But beyond all that, uh, I thought they were more aggressive than we were for most of the night. Uh, Doug did a good job with them. Uh, they moved the basketball. They beat us. They, they got 27 points on second chance points. That is a pretty good indication how soft uh, you played. So in that sense, it was disappointing. You win, you lose, but you don't want to lose by giving up 27 points on the boards or starting the game that soft. Uh, so that's that's not something that makes me feel very pleased. Uh, we came off a win against a great team. They came off of lose by 20 points. Um, they're depleted. They don't got one of their star players, so um, they just came out playing harder than us. It's just that simple. We just got to find a consistency of just effort. I feel like we got the time. I think we have showed that we can play with top tier teams and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the NBA, so everyone can play in this dang league, so we got to put respect on everyone and know that every single game is going to be a dogfight. We got to play with that. I think it all was on the defensive end for us, you know. Um, the offense will come, but you can't let teams just, just – they dragged us up and down the court all night, so that wasn't good. Now, there's no excuse, to be honest with you. That's, it should never be the case. No matter how hot they were or whatever you want to say, there's no excuse. Like, should have been more physical, had more effort, been more focused. It just wasn't a good night defensively for us at all. I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, they're best offense in the league if you look at the numbers. So um, just didn't come out ready to go, and they made us pay. And we didn't respond defensively. I thought that we were uh, pathetic in that regard. But uh, a lot of it had to do with Charlotte's sharp shooting and uh, the great drives that they made, and they were totally unselfish. Overall, uh, they competed harder than we did for more of the 48 minutes. They were the aggressive team. Uh, so that's, that's a, a tough loss because I don't think our execution or our competitiveness was uh, up to snuff. So that's disappointing. All right. So obviously the defense has been an issue. But if you had to put a number on it like percentage-wise. Uh, yeah. How much of it is they're getting too high after the wins and, and not coming into the games against these teams with appropriate respect? And how much of it is just X's and O's things that are happening on the floor? I would say a bit of, a bit of both, 50-50. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. you got um, not coming off wins properly, and you have X's and O's stuff, you know, not closing out. I mean, put a body on Gordon Hayward, something, do something, just run him off that three line. Um, so a little bit of that too. I also mix in maybe, uh, you know, losing Devin Vassell for a while, threw him off a little bit. You know, there's, um, 
a rhythm there for the team. This is a young team that needs chemistry. Remember, that was a big buzzword to use early in the season. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. You know, Devin Vassell was finding that little niche, finally get it going, and then he was out. Okay. So now they're looking for some sort of uh, guy to go to. Well, Lonnie's been stepping up sort of, uh, well, a lot, not sort of, a lot lately. So I think it's a little bit of everything, Tom. I think it's inexperience, learning how to play well off wins, respecting your uh, opponent on that court. And they had no business losing to the Kings. I mean, I I, I was sitting there third quarter thinking, is this really going to happen? Are they going to lose this game? And sure enough, they did. This is just, again, I think Vassell said it best to uh, after the game against the Kings when he said, this is just another lesson learned. And I think they're going to have a lot of these. Brace yourself, Spurs fans that are listening right now or watching us right now. You're going to see this a lot more often as the season progresses. Um, Tom could just pretty much put this on loop. The next time they win one, lose one, win one, lose two, win win two, win three, you know, like that. I mean, that's just what a a rebuilding, inexperienced team is going to go through. This is it, Tom. So, yeah, about 50-50 sprinkling a little bit of uh, injury here and there to Devin Vassell. I'm I'm not a a big fan of Riverdale, but I know the meme. And we are experiencing the epic highs and lows (laughs) of a rebuilding basketball (laughs) team watching these this this year. Uh, Yeah, I I think that um, what you mentioned with the the chemistry, I think, is somewhat important, Um, you know, and the the rotation thrown off in the Kings game a little bit with uh, McDermott on, you know, getting a a tooth taken care of. But, like, at the same time, you look over at the other bench, Kings are without De'Aaron Fox and Rashawn Holmes. And a a bunch of guys that, like, really made an impact for them. (laughs) Their coach. Um, yeah. but you know, part, part of that is, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton stepped up in a big way, right? Mm-hmm. He had a, like a first half double, double with assists. He was, he was yeah. making really great reads. Um, so, so there's something about that, you know, guys who don't really get as much of a chance right. getting that chance. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who was the big man they gave up like 23 points to last night? Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting oh, his uh, name, disrespectfully. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're, but, you're playing the Spurs right now. <laughs> right, right. I'm playing the role yeah. of the Spurs where I still don't know right this now. guy's yeah. name. He scored 23 on San Antonio. Damian Jones? Yeah, I think it was Damian Jones. Yeah, he was just uh, we'll lined see. it up. We'll, we'll pull it up in very Well, Chemezi Metu made sure that he let his former team know exactly what they missed out on. Guy was right, playing so with a beast I'm, on the I'm glad you end. brought up Metu because uh, that was something that I wanted to talk about after this one. Uh, was the, the way that they guarded him and the way that they kind of got in trouble. Uh, yeah, well, it was Damian Jones uh, yeah, who had a career Jones, night. Yeah. Like the, the Spurs, I feel like fans are always like, ah, oh, they're always letting, you know, some random guy just go off. And sometimes mm-hmm. those random guys are like, you know, solid career role players who just mm-hmm. have a good night. But like, you know, I, I was watching the highlights on the Kings broadcast and even they were shocked. They were like, <laughs> threes? what? Um, yeah. And but but really, what it comes down to, um, as I think a lot of the guys have said, is defensively, um, mm-hmm. just a, a slew of issues. Um, it's a different defensive team than we saw last season, right? Yeah. Especially at the start of last season, the scheme that they're running is different, and uh, that has made for some good things and for some bad things with this team. Um, one thing that I really want to focus on and, and talk about with you, 
uh, is the switching that the Spurs are doing more. Um, you know, last year, LaMarcus Aldridge mm-hmm. playing the center in that defense it was more of a drop coverage because that was basically all he was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, screen comes, okay, I'm going to take care of the paint or try to, and then, you know, you just guard, do whatever up top needs to be done. Um, right. This year, we see the Spurs who realize that they have this uh, ability, the personnel, to switch more. But when you're switching, inherently, it creates opportunities for miscommunications. You need to be mm-hmm. talking a little bit more when it's not just, okay, I'll do this, you do that. Uh, if, if there's... and and they're getting into borderline situations. That was something that Derek White said, and we have the sound here that we'll toss to. Um, after the Hornets loss, and this was something that you could see on the tape, there were a lot of double screens. There were a lot of actions mm-hmm. that the Hornets were using that left the Spurs a little bit confused. So we'll see what he had to say about that. Um, I mean, they shot it well today, obviously, but um, they do a lot of things out there to kind of put you in that gray area where are we switching or are we not, and then... Um, if you don't communicate well, they'll make you pay. So, um, and then Gordon Hayward had a great game. Yeah. So, anytime you you have a screen, you have to communicate what's going on. And if you get mm-hmm. caught in between, it's going to be uh, resulting in open three point shots or open drives. Um, ha- do you think this is more noticeable this year in terms of mm-hmm. the, the defensive communication things? Uh, yeah. And, and is that just like, you know, well, when you get yeah. a new group of guys together with a new scheme, you're going to have yeah. those things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, I, you look at this team right now and uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up defense because that was something that I mentioned on the show is that for a while there, I kept on thinking, well, there's going to be an identity with this team. It's going to be in the defensive end. And then what happens in the last recent games, they go away. They're, they're having all t- sorts of issues from that. So I think, okay, well, maybe it's not a defensive team we're going to look at this year. It's an offensive team. And they're getting a little bit more balanced. But see, that's the thing. When you, you see them shifting from wins on the defensive end, then you shift them, you know, getting balanced on the offensive end. That just shows you right there that they still don't have an identity yet. And I think... Part of reaching identity is the basics. And you mentioned it right now. Derek White just said it a little while ago. Communicate. They're not communicating. And, and I think this is this is something that will – I think the communication will get better. If anything that's going to get better throughout the, is the communication. Because they just have to. They're on the court together. They're going to war together. They're going to battle. They're going to get better. And, and that's great. But even if they start communicating, Tom, and even if they start doing that – I still think you're going to see these little these these monumental defensive errors along the way because they don't have a veteran there, and I think that can communicate well with them on the defensive. And I think Dejounte tries. I don't know if you've seen this before, Tom, but he's barking more on the defensive end than the offensive end, at least from what I'm noticing. You know, whether I'm at the game or watching it on TV, so that's good. But I think it it takes more than just Dejounte. It takes them all to start chatting with each other defensively. This is something I think an area, if we're going to triage it, that can get better throughout this season. Communication will get better. Um, And I think that will start the domino effect to perhaps picking up more W's and seeing L's or this erratic, you know, win one, lose one, win two, lose three, you know, uh, situation. Tom, I think you're absolutely right. Defensively, it's still a work in progress. And, yeah, you just cross your fingers. They get better as the season goes on. 
I mean, since November, middle of November, uh, this defensive-minded team has not been they, – they've been one of the, I think, five worst defenses yeah. in the league statistically. Um, and then they start the season like one of the best – were they, they were there for a while? They were like one of the best teams. Yeah, they were. They were making so, an impact and, and making yeah. their bones on that end of the floor. Um, one thing that I think happened a lot in that Kings game that exposed sort of another weakness for this team on that end of the floor. And it has to do with switching, but it's more than that. So you, you switch a pick and roll with Tristan Thompson and, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. right? So now you've got Jakob Pertl on the perimeter on a guard. And then you've got a guard, you know, (laughs) trying his best to hold off Thompson down low from getting a sealed position. And something that I've noticed throughout the season with the Spurs is when they get into unfavorable switches uh, on defense, they're not great about playing out of it. Jakob has pretty nimble feet on the perimeter for a big man, but like, you know, Ideally, you want to avoid those situations, or if they do happen, uh, you know, get get out of it somewhat quickly. And yeah. on the other end of the floor, you know, when the Spurs can secure a favorable mismatch, they're not attacking those as uh, you know aggressively. They play a lot of hot potato. You even notice that should be right. Yeah, they play a lot of hot potato on the offensive end. Yeah, you do. You go. You go. Yeah. And. You know, when, when you have DeJounte on the perimeter against a, a big man, you want to give him space, let him cook. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I, I think part of that is, is an IQ thing. It's, it's a, you know, understanding the game situation and, and that part will come, I guess. <laughs> but it's also yeah. a, kind of a fundamental thing is attacking these mismatches and mm-hmm. you know, doing your best to limit them on, on the other end. Uh, one, one thing that, I think other teams get out of this against the Spurs that the Spurs don't really get is, and we saw Halliburton do it last night, gets the swish onto Pirtle uh, and a sidestep or step back three. If I ever see a Spur get a, a mismatch on the center and, you know, st- step to the side and, and chuck a three and eye hole it, like my brain will start misfiring. Like I, I won't know how to process that. Right. Um, so, so there's that dynamic where, you know, and, and when other teams get hot, it's rough. And even when they miss, it's a good shot for them because Jakob Pertl is 28 feet from the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's an area that Popovich mentioned after this Kings loss. Uh, Spurs gave up 27 points, second chance points. Um, and and yeah. that's a... I mean, in in a game that was uh, somehow both not as close as the final score indicated, and also way closer. Like if you mm-hmm. look at the stats in this game, it's t- it's difficult to separate. It was teams. yeah. There's there's really not much yeah. between them in the stat sheet. But uh, what happened was the Kings just got extra chances and and took advantage. Uh, Buddy Heald got hot, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, you know. What are what are you seeing in terms of the rebounding? I know a lot of people right now are talking about Keldon Johnson a little undersized at the four. Everybody needs to be rebounding a little bit better. Is it is it a roster yeah. construction thing or is it just you know everybody needs to get on the glass? 
you know, a lot of stuff you just hit on right now, it just circles back to something that Popovich would probably love to have more of, and that's just practice. You know, I think just practice with these young guys to get them to understand, to communicate better, to uh, be mindful of the switches that you just brought up right now, Yak at the top, and, you know, Spurs guard on them big. You know, little things like that, I think that he would love to have ironed out in practice. But, you know, during the NBA season, it's rare that they get that. As far as the rebounding is concerned, yeah, I mean, uh, you you – you mentioned right now the second chance points, uh, and usually Yak is pretty good about getting that uh, second chance opportunities with his offensive rebounding. But even that, I think, I think so you're better at this than I am, Tom. I think his offensive rebounding numbers are still strong, but he can't do it alone. You know, they need to create those second chance opportunities for themselves, and you don't really see them do that. As far as just rebounding together, it's it's a collective. Tom, I mean, you look at what Popovich said in media day, and it still resonates to today when he said every game has to be won collectively because they don't have that megastar. So if DeJounte, I mean, how many times has he put up empty trip dubs? I mean, a lot of triple doubles then for a loss. You know, they have to be collective, whether that's on the offensive end, balanced scoring, as we've seen recently, and defensively. Uh, rebounding, gang rebounding uh, is something big they need to do. Um, this is just what the this is what they are, Tom. I you know you, you look. This is what this team is. This right now, they, they they're just gonna have these nights where they're just not not gonna have a high b ball IQ. Say they're stupid. Not saying they're dumb. They just need to learn the game. That's it. Um, Kalani Walker. We forget how young he is. What is he? 22, 23 years old, 22. something like that. I, well, I twenty-two he, well, years he, old. He just celebrated a birthday, so he's twenty-three. Yeah, happy, twenty-three. Happy birthday, okay, happy Jordan year to Lonnie. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and Trey mean, Jones. How, how young is he? Yeah. Um, Devin Vassell is just in his sophomore season in the NBA, and he came in without the luxury of having a full training camp and a summer league to hone a little bit of skills. Uh, but you know, good for him for playing well. We have to remember this is a, this is the youngest team in Popovich's uh, career, and you're going to see nice like you saw against the Kings. Guess what, Spurs fans? That's going to duplicate again sometime down the line. You're going to see exactly this happen once again, and you're going to see that 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 photo that I love. That I think you and I used on Kens5.com slash Spurs for our articles, where Pop is like this on the sideline, just holding his head, like yeah. just frustrated. It looks I like think you're going to see a lot. Yeah, he's got a migraine. <laughs> so. Um, that's just who they are, Tom. I think I believe we're, we're 30 ish games in, something like that. Um, yeah, about 30. So, what are they? Yeah, so 11 and 18. I think after I think at 30 games, you can already tell what this team is going to be like for the rest of the season, right? And you know, I, I think that obviously they, they have some very obvious areas for improvement, right? Yeah, um, but I mean, thinking about where this team was even a month ago right before before the win streak which was and i mean we got to give them their props still like that was the longest win streak this team yeah. has had in years um, mm-hmm. so they were starting to show that oh we can you know respond well after a win and you know uh go go get it and string some results together um i i think it's it's easy to say that you know they they need to you know, focus more on appropriate fear after wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, 
I think that if Pop had a clear idea of basketball-wise, like, you know, what exactly was happening that was bad, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say it. Because <laughs> uh, that's just not how he rolls. Um, nope. But, I mean, like, there are a lot of things with this defense right now. Like, yeah. I, I, preparing for this, I watched the every made basket by the Hornets and Kings. Yeah, Do Tom going the extra mile there. Zero out of ten. <laughs> eyes are bleeding. Um, oh, I was but, there. I saw it live and in person. It was it ugly. Was, it was bad positioning. It was gambling a little bit too much. And that mm-hmm. might be, you know, an element of a team that thinks like, hey, we've got a bunch of defensive-minded guys. We've got guys who can go and make plays on that end of the floor. Let's take some risks. And those risks in these last few games have not been paying off the way that they had earlier in the season for the Spurs. Yeah, you you, you mentioned rebounding there earlier. You know, just um, through the month of December, uh, they're getting out-rebounded, uh, 47 a game uh, to uh, 45. So those extra two rebounds right there, second-chance opportunities for you. So, um, you know, you yeah, I mean, the you just look at the numbers. The, the rebounding um, is tough. And, you know, basketball one-on-one, yeah. one, if you want to finish a defensive possession – you need a rebound. That's the only way mm-hmm. to finish it. Um, yeah. So definitely that part has been tough. Uh, a lot of ball watching. Um, Keldon yeah, yeah that, that, that hot potato. That hot potato gets me. Like You can see they just give it to Keldon because you know what Keldon's going to do. Eight out of ten times he's going to put his head down and bulldoze his way to the rim. And you see that a lot. You see them pass to Keldon and then they kind of just stop and let him, yeah. let him do his work. Yeah, yeah. no, and like, I don't know. Offensively is a is a different can of worms entirely. But at least there, you know, okay. The problem is we've got you know reluctant shooters, and mm-hmm. you know, but everybody's trying to be better with that. And we've got you know a team where do they really have a go to guy? I don't know. But Dejounte's been that guy, and he's mm-hmm. you know doing better with it. So. Well, it's not Jock Landale. I thought it was going to be him. Isn't he the second coming, according to Spurs fans? We're going to talk about young Jock in a minute. <laughs> uh, he's he's been uh, play, playing more in the NBA, which uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody here wants to see a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the defense, the defense has to breathe, right? You know, they, they, I've I've seen them stop making rotations. Uh, or make the wrong rotations, or uh, it, it's it's all team stuff though. It's all together stuff, and so I I think that that is obviously a concern, but it's also something that should improve over the course of the year as this group. Continues and it, to it, play. it 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 will it will they're they're going to get better in the fundamental stuff. Now whether that equal wins, yeah, that remains to be seen. But fundamentally, you will see them get better. Uh, and I think that's a good thing because I was a little surprised. Maybe I wasn't surprised, but a little bit more like, oh, he said it kind of moment is when DeJounte Murray recently said, uh, hey, we got to remember this is a rebuilding season. I mean, he flat out said it. So um, if we're going to go with that, then that's this is what this is now. As Tom mentioned, the rebounding, they're going to get better at that rebuilding. Uh, hot potato on the offensive end, they're going to get better. That's part of the rebuilding. So. Hang on tight, Spurs fans. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little, little, little while since maybe the wins are more frequent than the losses. I, I saw somebody say that, uh, you know, beating good teams and losing to bad ones was like 
a, a tricky recipe for a young team because that means that you're going to be, I guess, kind of fun, but not very good. And like, I mean, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that they're, the Spurs they're, they're, are going <laughs> to play fun basketball games, but lose a bunch. Yeah. And then get a good draft pick after a year that they were never going to win a title in any way. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No, I, don't tell me that. I would be very sad if that persisted. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the fun games in between where you beat a great team like the Utah Jazz, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, what did you see in that game that jumped out to you that was like? All right. I'll say it. I'll say Utah lost that game. Spurs didn't win that game. Okay. I think Utah lost that game. I think Utah, Utah lost Utah that game. Uh, they just they took their foot off the pedal. That was a team they should have beaten. That was a team that they built up a double-figure lead, and I think they just, eh, it's the Spurs. You know, I think that's what they thought, and I, I really believe that Utah lost the game, the Spurs. But, hey, credit the Spurs. They got the W. They took advantage of it. They took advantage of a team without Damian Lillard in Portland. Yay. They took advantage of a Blade Warriors team that had, had Curry misfiring. I, so. I think that obviously there there's some element to that with a team like the Jazz who had I think like yeah. a fifteen point lead at halftime or close to it. Yeah. They, they had a fifteen yeah. point lead in that game. They yeah. wound up Double blowing it. Uh definitely uh gonna have Quinn Snyder talking about appropriate fear there, but um even if the Jazz had ninety nine percent lost that game themselves, the Spurs still got to a last possession, down a point. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really get it cleanly to their go-to guy in DeJounte Murray. So it's Lonnie Walker running pick and roll uh, with yeah. the game on the line. And he goes yeah. right into the reigning defensive player of the year's chest, hangs in the air for an impossibly long time, and puts it... I in think he's still hanging there in Salt Lake City. Still, I think he's still hanging in the I air. Mean, like, yeah, he's still there. God, his hang time is ridiculous. One of, the, one of the better shots I've seen him make in a game, and for all the marbles... Um, He's had five games in a row uh, scoring double figures, which uh, Jordan Howland's team with the Spurs said is the longest streak of his career. Um, the consistency Don't jinx has always it, Tom. been the, the Don't biggest jinx it, Tom. thing with him. <laughs> Nothing I say in this podcast video is going to impact what Lonnie Walker does on the court. As, as powerful I'm knocking as on am, every single piece of wood I can find. It, he's, he's, been, he's been playing on a, on a really mm -hmm. high level uh, when he's been in there. And um, with Keldon Johnson's rough shooting start to the season, Derek White's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the solution for those guys, it wasn't send them to the bench or ship them out yeah. to wherever for whoever. It was mm -hmm. let them keep doing their thing yeah. and see how it goes. And it's going better. Uh, same thing seems to be true for Lonnie Walker, who has talked a lot about Manu being in his ear, about the mm -hmm. need to be aggressive and downhill. Uh, but in those five games, I think he's averaging 17 a game and hitting 44% yeah. from three, and that's the big one because he's a capable yeah. three-point shooter who throughout the year has just not hit those shots. I, I, this was a little while ago, so obviously the numbers have changed since then, but I think it was about two, three days ago I tweeted out um, in the last four games – uh, who are the top scorers for the Spurs. And believe it or not, DeJounte Murray wasn't even top three. Uh, Lonnie Walker was ahead of him. So uh, Lonnie definitely is uh, catching on fire on the offensive end. And, yeah, credit to him. He hit the game winner versus Utah. 
uh, you know, um, to, you mentioned to go at the, the DPOI, you know, Rudy Gobert. I mean, that's just phenomenal. I hope that he continues playing like that as the season progresses because you want to see individual development as well as team development. And if that's in the sign of Lonnie's individual development, then yay, Spurs uh, may have to sit with him at the table at the end of the season and say, okay, what are we doing here? Are you staying or what's up? So, right. uh, hey, a lot you know, of, he's playing in a cut. Yeah. A lot Go ahead, of I'm people sorry. watching his start of the season were like, well, there's no way they're going to sign him to a contract now. Yeah. And it's like, well, if the season ended now, sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, the season isn't going to end now, even if it maybe should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ping pong least, balls. At, at least like, a, a quick yeah. little pause. Maybe a quick little yeah. pause could help. Uh, with the... just, 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 a desanit- just to sanitize everything up a little bit. Yeah, That's yeah. all. Just to uh, wipe things down. Uh, the virus ravaging... Not just the oh NBA, my god! But, I was uh, I was getting nervous at the the, after the Kings game when I saw Popovich blowing his nose and you tell he was congested a little bit. I was like, "What yeah. is going on here?" Yeah, yeah I got a little uh, nervous. A little uneasy uh, here. Yeah. with everything in the NBA right now. Uh, Wipe your hands, those, people. Got to get those. Wipe your hands. Get your in, boosters. Right? Yep. Yes. Yep. No. Uh, vaxxed, boosted, washing my hands, not seeing any of you people anywhere. I'm in my house. Uh, I'm not even allowed in Kids Five. Look at this. I'm over here. Yeah, They're we, keeping we me got, out. <laughs> we got him in the in the Harry Potter closet over there. Um, but what, one more thing in that Jazz uh, win with this team that was very much notable: uh, 15 of 41 from three. That is uh, the most attempts and the third most makes for the Spurs all season. Uh, they were bombing them. And they shot a decent percentage. Yeah. Um, but for a team that has been somewhat reluctant to let those fly this year, that was a positive sign. Um, and you you saw, uh, you know, Utah is is great at shooting the three. So I'm sure the Spurs came in mm-hmm. with, even though it's a point of emphasis for them in in before all of the games. I'm imagining before this one especially, they were like, look, if, we, if we're not even close from three, the, we're not going to have a chance. So we've mm-hmm. got to you know, just, just launch them and see what happens. So I, I, the, the Spurs showed a lot of good things in that Jazz win uh, other than just taking advantage of, of when the Jazz took mm-hmm. their foot off the gas a little bit. Keldon was four or five from deep in that one. He's yeah. like – top five in the league in the league and three point percentage <laughs> somehow yeah. which is insane he started the year like three of 20 and he's just like killing it now so bombing that's, him now yeah um yeah he said that he's working with chip a lot right i think he yeah. said he was yeah yeah he says so good on chip he's earning his paycheck right now so so good on you kelvin keep letting it fly team needs it um and i mean the shot making down the stretch of that game in Utah was from both sides was really fun to watch. I mean, Derek mm-hmm. got in on it too before Lonnie, uh, but like just going back back and forth toe to toe with Donovan Mitchell and Conley and those guys. Mm-hmm. That was fun uh, to watch. Yeah, the the closing closing minutes of those game were pure competition, and it was you know when when the Spurs are in the heat of battle like that, especially when it's against a good team, because uh, mm-hmm. when they're doing, when, when they're, when they're gutting out a win against a team they should beat, it's, 
you're all it's always bittersweet celebration. You're like, yay, but <laughs> but when when they're yeah. just letting it all out there against a team like the Jazz, you, you can do nothing but tip your cap. So um Yeah. I mean it's not completely doom and gloom for the Spurs. I mean you're highlighting of something really good about how they played well against the Jazz. I mean they're I mean, for this season standards, they're five and five in the last ten, so they're playing five hundred ball. Uh, well, you know, they screwed they, up the whole thing the jazz. because they, they yeah. won six and nine, and then they were playing yeah. the Hornets, who had you know everybody. Hurt. <laughs> Can I change and something, I was, Tom? I was looking I at that. I was like, I'm I'm gonna have some nice ten game splits to look at. Yeah, for a seven and three team, can, and then can, can I change something, Tom? A, a couple things. One. I was at that Hornets game, and I know that uh, Greg, um, with Eric Hans, he sent us the list, like, you know, we do our rotation with games you have. I was tempted to text you and say, like, can we trade after the <laughs> end of the half? I was like, can you want to trade a game? Because I'm going to leave right now. This is, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. And then uh, second of all, um, I wasn't the only one that felt that way. There were other members of the media there. Uh, shocking. Yeah, they were there. That They <laughs> left. They left at the end of at, at second. They just... They came up, whispered to me. They said, "I ain't here for this," and they left. That's how bad that game was. <laughs> it so, was um, and and that one was over early. That one was yes, one where it was over early. That that was one where yeah. they pl- they came out of the gate poorly, and the Hornets came out of the gate on fire. And yeah, it, what I noticed in that game, and and what I noticed in the Kings game, the Spurs mm-hmm. made a bunch of their mistakes in the beginning of the game. And mm-hmm. as the game continued, they they wound up figuring out what they did wrong at, and at least partially addressing it. But by mm-hmm. that time, the other team already, A, has a lead, and B, mm-hmm. and maybe more importantly, has the confidence. Right. Uh, and and then from there, well, it turns into a boat race. Well, there, here's a here's a telling stat, too, that tells you, you know, that this still is, is a work in progress for your San Antonio Spurs. They are winless this season, a road and away, a home and away, excuse me, when they're not leading after the third period, they just cannot come out of a deficit, and um, yeah. they're winless. Yeah, that's, so that that that's, that's just very telling. Yeah. yeah, they're like I don't. I obviously somebody out there in Twitter world will correct me, but I mean I think they're like zero and thirteen, zero and fifteen, something like that, when they're trailing at the end of the third, home or away, they just can't get out of it. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna see them work on that, obviously, yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, I'm sure that, uh, some, somebody that the, the Spurs fans who have been hoping for something different are excited to see play more is, uh, Jock Landale. Let's talk about the backup center situation a mm-hmm. little bit because, uh, there's intrigue with like three or four guys here. So, um, just getting right into it with Jock getting some minutes after dominating the G League, obviously he brings a different element to the offense. Yes. Uh, as a floor spacer, his post-up mm-hmm. game, his versatility, scoring the basketball. Um, the defense has been more of a mixed bag, uh, mm-hmm. and and the mixture hasn't been particularly favorable. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I watched him in the Austin G League two games, and I was like, yeah, offense, Whoa, what's going on in defense? That's why I was like, what are you doing, Jack? Right. So, it's not pretty. Yeah. Uh, I guess the question is, is the defense stuff uh, at a point where if you just get him in the right spots and, and focus yeah. on a couple, ironing a couple of things out, mm-hmm. he won't be as much of a liability? Or is, <laughs> it, is it something 
that's a deeper problem that he'll really need to, you know, yeah. improve. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a deeper problem. I, I, I think it's just an issue. I, it, 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 I don't worry about him on the offensive end. He's going to bring it off. He's going to be aggressive. So, yay, Jock, continue doing what you're doing. And space um, the defensively, floor, which like, and space the floor, know, yeah, yeah. The Drew, Drew and uh, Yak, for all they do on the court, spacing the floor reliably. They can't do, yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah, they can't do what Jock can do. So, I don't worry about him. I don't. You don't worry about him on the offensive end. You know, I think he'd be okay. And defensively, yeah, I, I think he's just still getting adapted to the NBA style of defense. I think that's what that is. Even G Leaguers, no knock on them. They're, they're they're putting in the grind right now to make their NBA dreams come true. But NBA G Leaguers, they took they took advantage of him on the defensive end of the two games. Uh, just really attacking him, catching up on catching him on switches, really really having him to think think on the defensive end what to do. And I think that will come with time. But hey, you know the good news is he's not the only one in the boat in the defensive boat. You know the the rest of the team has their struggles as well defensively at least in these last few games tom I, I think it will come i think it will come in time i think he'll be fine i think he'll be fine there's one thing i wish i wish i showed sh share this with our uh, kins5.com spurs uh, readers there was a play in the g league i think it was the second game where either he was something at the rim whether he dunked on somebody or 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 he blocked i think he blocked a shot my goodness if he can bring that element of nastiness to the spurs after he blocked that guy's shot, I think they're playing against the Texas Legends, he just barked at him, started talking to him, got in the guy's face. The ref had to come and pull him off a little bit, like, okay, calm, calm down, Jack, you're, you're okay. He's and he was talking you-know-what to the other guy. And I love that nastiness little, out of him. a little junk there. And, I mean, what a, oh, what a my god, access. I was what, drooling what at that. To be talking smack yeah. in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like what I've seen from him offensively. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, if you can stick him in the corner and run pick and roll with two other guys and have the center all the way out of the sure. paint, like, let him great. eat. Yeah. Um, the, the defense is uh, suspect, especially when he's sharing the court with, like, you know, a Bryn Forbes and, like, you know, other, other guys yeah. off that bench who, uh, are working on the chemistry part of it as well. But and, but defensively, who would you rather have, though? Eubanks or Jock? I mean, defensively, probably. Yeah, just on the still, defensive end. Def, ju purely defensively, probably. Just Drew. purely defensively. Yeah, Drew. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, the, you know, they bring opposite it's, things. Yeah, right. They're, yeah. It's, it's yin and yang and... and it's, yeah, it's and and the uh, and the big man position was again something that I took note of before the season began. I really thought I was like, you know what, there there might have some issues here on on the big man depth charts because uh, after Yak, it's like, eesh, you know, unproven rookie Jock Landale, undersized big man Drew Eubanks, limited offense. So right. yeah, I mean, I think this is still going to be an issue for the team well, as the season goes on. There's another guy who's been uh, who had played yeah. some, some backup center minutes. Uh, but has not been playing and has been uh, somewhat vocal yeah. about and, not and, being stoked about that. Yeah. You're saying? And even, you know, no, even then, I mean, even when Zach comes in, you know, when, when he's just clear to play, I mean, how long before Popovich really trust him to get out there to play heavy minutes? I mean, but the season might be over by then, you know, I at this point. you know, talking about or... Zach. I was talking about Thad Young. Oh, Zach. I thought you were talking about Zach. Yeah, because yeah, he's... Mr. Thad yeah. Young, uh, who started to play a little bit more and people were like, yeah, 
he's playing more. Uh, he got a DNP he, of the night. Yeah, DNP in the last two games. Uh, four of the Oof. last seven. Um, Pop is really trying to get him more angry to go on more shows to call out the team. Well, yeah. So I mean, he he yeah. is he is going on on uh, yeah, the circuit talking, there. He's going on he's tour. Talking to some, he's yeah. talking to some folks, and yeah. he is telling the folks. One of those folks was Chris Dad, Yahoo. Come and on the big fun pod and talk to us about it. Uh, we're in a rebuilding situation. With being in a rebuilding situation, that's not ideal for a guy that just came off a really good season, going into his fifteenth season, going to another rebuild. I don't mind playing through rebuilds and stuff like that. But the one thing about it is I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older, and at some point, I want to start contending for championships. I haven't been in any situation where I've been able to contend for a championship. I want that feeling. I want that aspect of being able to go out there and being able to compete for a championship every single night. That's the part that I really want to get to. So. There it is. Probably not going to happen this year in San Antonio. Uh, (laughs) With the DNPs and stuff, I mean people are going to be yelling about, well, why isn't he playing more? And the answer to that, I think, is fairly obvious. Uh, It seems to me like it's a bubble wrap situation, you know? Like, the the trade deadline uh, will be coming Mm -hmm. up shortly. Uh, we've, We've just passed the point where everybody who's on a roster pretty much can get traded. Um. So, the Spurs don't want him to get hurt before a trade because, obviously, that would destroy any trade value he has. Um, as for the question uh, of why he hasn't been traded yet, um, you know, like, you remember when you were the kid at lunch who, like, you know, your, your parents just got the really cool snacks that you have in there, but like, you don't really like them, but everybody at school loves them. And then you, you've got it. And it's like, all right, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, you got Oreos. Uh, the Spurs don't have to make a decision on what to do with that young until the trade deadline. Um, and so I imagine that they're uh, at least hoping for a bidding war. Uh, the reporting around the situation has been that that is pretty sought after by contenders. So there's mutual interest between teams fighting for a title uh, getting Thad Young and Thad Yang playing mm-hmm. for a team going for a title. Um, so I guess what's your read on this whole situation here? You know, the, the people that are saying, oh, it's a bad look for the Spurs. Yeah. Is that overblown? No, you think no I, I think it's a little... Uh, no, 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 no. I think, I think it's overblown. I think you're right. I think they are trying to uh, preserve him as the trade deadline approaches. You know, he's been on, as you mentioned earlier, you know, he's been on tour pretty much, you know, going, you know, from the, the Yahoo to other outlets, putting the Spurs on blast and kind of sort of, you know, it's, I mean, when he says I, it's not ideal here in San Antonio, I mean, yeah. But it's about as credit close to him. as Spurs ever yeah. to yeah. blasting the team. But, like, it yeah. seems all very respectful and polite. It is. Know? It is. It, and, and and he made it very clear, I think, in one, in one interview with another outlet, that he's not putting his teammates, his current teammates, on blast as well. It's just only between him and the management and the coaching staff. But nevertheless, yeah, I, I think that that's all it really is. I mean, can you imagine if he goes out and plays, and was playing in that Hornets game when it was blown out already, and the next thing you know, you hear, oh, he twisted an ankle, or oh, yeah. you know, he 
separated his shoulder. Yeah, you he, know, knock on wood, it didn't happen. He took a fall to the court. Yeah. in one of the games, and I like, it was an audible gasp from me in the newsroom, just like until yeah. he got up, just. <gasps> yeah. Uh, well, well, oh, well, here's the thing too. It's like you you look at him and um, you 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 got to know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the Spurs are making every phone call they can. You know, trying to accommodate him, sure. trying their best to move him. You know, and, and I think they're afraid you know, of he's a making it. happening. I, I don't. I just don't see it. it if a buyout I, happens, I do see I would, it. I, I do see you, it. Really? I think I see it. I think I think about it. But I, I just I because as the trade deadline gets closer, the value of him goes higher. If you're uh, def, you're a competing playoff team, the Spurs are going to be like, whoa, we see that you know this guy can really push you over the hump there, Phoenix. Right. You know, earlier we wanted a second round pick. I'm making this up, everybody. Uh, how about two second round picks? You know, so I think as the va- as it gets closer to the deadline, his value goes higher. If the reports are true that he is being sought after uh, by contending teams, then yeah, I mean, hopefully the Spurs don't pull a Daryl Morey and it'd be like we want a hundred first round picks yeah. for him. And I don't think they're going to go down You're that road. That they'll they'll fly a little too close to the sun with it. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, I think I'm just afraid that's going to happen. I, it would it would be terrible for them if they had to buy him out. It would be a terrible look. That that would be, uh, that would be bad. I, you know, like the Lonnie situation though, right? Like yeah. he doesn't have to sign his extension right now. It's <laughs> a good thing for him. Yeah, he's he's got time sure. to impact this business decision, right? And the and the Spurs have time to let this market play out uh, and and see what they can get. I do think you're right though that as the deadline approaches, yeah. desperate teams may get a little more yeah. desperate. Um, yeah. But it's it's very important that the Spurs uh, are able to get the best offer possible for him and mm-hmm. take it. Uh, <laughs> Because if they're yeah. left holding the bag, it'll be a little embarrassing for everybody. Oh, yeah, they, um, yeah, that would. I can't remember the last time a player was has been very vocal with the media like this. I mean, I I can't remember. I mean, it's not something that happens often because I mean, is I mean, he must not be getting cleared from the Spurs PR. I mean, he must be doing it on his own, you know, just to get on these uh, shows. Well. For sure, I, I I doubt that the Spurs are setting up interviews for him to go. And yeah, like, for him to put him. Yeah, my playing time. So I hear, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but you know, I that also might be a pretty good indication that he's pretty sure he won't be on this team in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you know, if 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 it is annoying the Spurs that he's out there saying this stuff, uh, you know that that's not going to impact his career very much. Uh, in the long yeah. term, so yeah, I hope we get a that young tribute night though when he does leave. That'd be fun. That would be hilarious. Tribute video. <laughs> Put, it the <laughs> Put it in the rafters. Put it in the. It's introduced though, Phoenix. Like, <laughs> I have enjoyed watching him play with. Yeah, he's a good player. So it's a little unfortunate that the contract and the situation is the way it is, where it doesn't really make sense for either party for him to be here. Uh, right now, because um, yeah, I, I like watching Thad play, um, and wherever he winds up, as long as it's not like you know ten teams I don't like, 
I'm a root for the guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, like he's he's uh, an absolute pro. And I don't know if you saw this in the game last night, but you know he's on the bench. He he's hasn't taken the warmups off, uh, and pops in a timeout, and and Thad is having a one-on-one conversation with Pop. And you know, no, I, I didn't see that. No, they're 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 talking about the game. It's and it it was it's just cool to see that because uh, you know. There, there are other guys who I'm sure, given if they were this, in the same situation, would be like, all right, you guys have fun over there. I'll be over here. Uh, mm-hmm. Text me if you need me. Don't need me. Text my agent if you mm-hmm. really need me. Right, uh, yeah. And he's engaged and still, like, you know, a, a member yeah, of he's a pro. Yeah. Like, a true he's pro. a pro's so, pro. Yeah, he's a um, true pro. Yeah. yeah I, I really... Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Thad Young and the way that he's handling this situation. Uh, at the same time, I don't think it really reflects poorly on the Spurs because, uh, A, the situation hasn't played out yet. B, yeah. uh, you know, he, he it's not like the Damari Carroll thing where they signed this guy and, and then became clear that, like, oh, we can't play him because yeah. he just doesn't have it. It's... They got him in his contract in a sign-and-trade that was centered mm-hmm. around other deals, and this was a trade yep. ship, basically, to make things work. Exactly. Uh, and that trade ship is now a trade ship that the Spurs hold. And so they're mm-hmm. going to see what they can exchange it for uh, before it turns into a pumpkin at midnight. Um, right. And, you know, that... That, I think, is basically where the backup center yeah. situation is. The one thing that you mentioned uh, that could shake things up in the new year is uh, mm-hmm. a healthy Zach Collins, who yep. is you know, back doing some basketball things as he recovers from lower body injuries that have kept him out for a long time. Um, but, you know, he is a big man who can space the floor and bring a little bit of grit and intensity on defense. Oh, I love that. Yep. So if, if he's healthy, that might be a, a very interesting uh, addition to the conversation about this. Is, is, is Damari Carroll still in the league? I don't even know if he's still in the league. Well, right? I, I don't know. He, I don't he know. Wasn't, I don't he know. wasn't in the league last week. But a lot of teams are making a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Actually, not in the league right now. Yeah. Well, uh, Austin Spur got called up to the Knicks. Uh, Dotson, so he's now wearing the wait, New York what? colors. So, yeah, Austin Spur, Damian Dotson got called up to the Knicks. Okay, I was confused for a second because I thought you were talking about Kaycock, who I knew was signed to. Oh, oh no, no, Dotson. With the Spurs. Dotson. So, yeah. No, no, Dotson. But it, yes, every. It's, Every G League player who's not on a two-way or not signed to an NBA yeah. team can sign with another NBA team. And, mm-hmm. man, do they need it because uh, I think 70-plus uh, NBA mm-hmm. players in the past week have uh, entered the health and safety protocols Yeesh. with coronavirus. Yeah. Um, a powerful reminder that we are still in the middle of a pandemic, people. Uh, mm-hmm. Please, please, please be extra careful during this holiday season. Um, take care of yourself and your loved ones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, the Spurs have, have thankfully been, um, you know, pretty uh, unaffected by it so far. Um, obviously, remember last year when they they had a bit of an outbreak yeah. and that kind of derailed their season. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing is... is 
more than basketball, just health for everybody. Um, so exactly, uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the NBA is heading for uh, a a pause or shutdown any or bubble or anything like that anytime soon. Um, you know, they they just approved measures to basically uh, get more players in on hardship exemptions yep. uh, and exceptions and and uh, tackle a problem that way. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, end to the season here that we're not even halfway through just in terms of uh, the logistics of it all. Um, we're seeing more and more games postponed. So uh, it's, it's definitely a, a concern and a factor yeah. here. I, I, I'm keeping my eye on the Spurs because uh, this, the Kings, they just got smacked with um... – yeah with a little bit of the virus. So I'm hoping they did, they were extra, extra, extra careful out of Sacramento, but um, I'm not going to be surprised if some way down the line, we find out the Spurs are impacted as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where the league is moving forward in, in this situation and uh, the players association as well. So, um, you know, the, it's going to continue. People are going to continue to get sick. Uh, I think it would be foolish to say, like, you know, the that it's the Spurs will remain uh, getting through right. this without a, a big. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, is 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 uh, is Greg is Greg still near you right now? He might like this right now. And for all the latest on the coronavirus in San Antonio, what you need to do, make sure to go to kensfight.com right now. Absolutely, we've got the latest uh, yes. numbers and recommendations from health experts out there. But uh, really, guys, it's it's what we've all been doing since the beginning yeah. of the pandemic: wash your hands, cover your face with a mask. Basics, uh, you know. It's called the so, Big so, Fundamental Podcast. Yes. you can do the fundamentals right basics. now. Basics, yeah, it's basic stuff. Basics, and it, and we've all got to do it. Um, the Spurs are uh, five games away from going on a big road trip. Um, And those five games, they've got the Clippers tonight. They've got the Lakers soon after on the road uh, at the Crypto.com Center. (laughs) Uh, I think of Superman's dog when I hear that. I think of Superman's (laughs) dog, Crypto. I think Crypto's going to be there? Oh, cool. I want to go to L.A. and see Crypto. It was – I was having a conversation with a friend the other day – because like you know, I was playing two K, obviously, and the yeah. game was at the Staples Center, and you know, a friend walks by and is like, oh, "I think it's silly that they like name the arenas after stuff like Staples." And I was like, "Well, wait till you hear what they just named this <laughs> one, because it's so much worse. Nobody had ever cared about being called the Staples I, Center before I, until yeah. they changed it to Crypto dot com, and now everybody hates it." <laughs> uh, I can't wait till the Spurs uh, announce that it's now the La Fiesta Arena in San Antonio after this season. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see what what they wind up naming this, but you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so yeah. let's let's start with the games at the Crypto.com Center. Uh, first against the Clippers, who are going to be probably shorthanded. Uh, yep. And then and then the Lakers, who uh, honestly, they're a rather, hot mess. I would rather be a Spurs fan watching this Spurs season. Than a Lakers fan yes. watching this Lakers season, a thousand. Oh percent. my God! And like, if the Spurs finish this season with a better record than the Lakers, it would not. Show Woohoo! Me. 
Hot take. Yeah. No. There uh, you go. Lakers stink big time. Uh, but uh, man, do they? These these two games at Staples. What are your at Crypto.com? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah. Um, I I think they rebound well. Uh, from the loss to the Kings against the Clippers. And, you know, with no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, um, I think they're still going to be in for a fight. I think it's probably going to go down uh, to the fourth quarter. Nevertheless, I think the Spurs should win this game. Now, if they do win this game, then would not be surprised they drop the next game against the Lakers because they cannot sustain wins, that winning momentum, uh, that way. So um, the Spurs are, um, you, you know, I, I think they are aware of what's going on, what their issues are. You know, winning, know winning after a win. They're aware, aware of it. I think they just need to beat Utah, do it. After they beat yeah. Utah, Lonnie Walker was like, we need to forget about this win. We've got a game. Yeah. In a but they sound so, like, so like, careful about it. We like have they, to be careful. Aware. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody asked him, like, you know, hey, yeah, how yeah. do you – it was just like, we got to forget about this. You know, like, yeah. good win, cool Okay, we I think they go two and zero, two and zero, two and zero. Two and zero at I think they go. Yeah, I think they go two and zero. I like it. I I. Then they go two and zero. I am want to agree with you, just because I see. That's what the Spurs do to you. Look what they do to you, Tom. They make you second guess. It's it's the hope that gets you. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Screw it. They're gonna win both of these games. Woohoo! Look at Tom. Go Tom. Short-handed. Lakers stick. Yeah. Go Spurs, go. Yeah. Um, no, AD, no AD, right? I, I don't think AD is playing, right? Didn't he get hurt or something like that? Uh, he yes. Got, he, yeah, 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 he, he got he hurt. He had a, a knee issue. Uh, and one healthy this year, He's uh, he hasn't been any any Tim Duncan. That's for darn sure. Uh, Can you believe they, they put that out there? I mean, that's out there. You go read articles about it that say that he's the next coming of TD. Good oh, Lord. Man. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's for a whole other podcast entirely. Uh, Might be the podcast tomorrow that you're going to be on, uh, Lockdown Spurs. So you're, you're right. coming on tomorrow. So, yeah, hey, well, listen, there we go. Man, anytime you want to wake me up early and be like, hey. I'm waking him up early, early, buddy. I'm doing this to Tom. I'm waking him out of his slumber to come on Lowe's tomorrow. I'm going to I'm gonna have to probably be awake at an a.m. time that has one digit in it. I hate that. Hate that for me. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. This Nobody said this job do. was easy. Actually, <laughs> people probably say that all the time. It's not so bad, if I'm being honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing, everybody's like, so Tom says, yeah, yeah, I'm going to join Lowe's tomorrow. Give me time. So yeah, I give him an extra 15 minutes. Okay, meet, meet around 10, 15. We'll do it. So then I go, by the way, Tom, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so that's, that's how we left it. We got to, sometimes you just got to. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. The stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we'll have a, a good win against the Clippers to talk about. Uh, and yep. about this team getting back on track. Um, but, I mean, even this Pistons game, the Pistons are uh, showing yeah. that anybody in this league can beat you nowadays, uh, and really all the time. Um, and that, that, I guess, circles back to the, the whole thing with this Spurs team, uh, the wins they shouldn't get, the losses that uh, you got no excuse for, um, any any given Sunday <laughs> in in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, are we there yet, Tom? Where where somebody asked you, "Hey, Tom Petrini, the Spurs are going to win the next few games." Your thoughts? Is it just simply a flip of the coin now? Are we there yet? Flip the coin. Yeah, and then I there's mean, your answer. 
Yeah, I mean, it feels like that now. It's, it's very coin flippy, and uh, yeah. but at the same time, predictable, you know? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there were people who, uh, after the win against the Jazz, were like, I know they're going to lose to the Kings now, almost sarcastically, almost like, yeah. ha, 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 that would be so dumb, but so fitting. And then, of course, it yeah. happens. It um, happens, yeah. So there's some nights when it feels random. There's some nights when it feels predestined. Uh, in any case, it's the epic highs and lows of the Spurs <laughs> basketball team. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm still having fun on this ride. I mean, Me too. We, all, we all knew what this season was coming into yep. it. Uh, Nobody should be shocked that they're playing this way. Nobody should. Right. Uh, I Before we go, I, I do have to give some props to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, 38 points. In a win over Woo. the Lakers, buzzer beater, like you know, winning basket. Uh, he's he's playing fantastic basketball. He's he's been really great. Uh, love watching him play always. Um, but at the same time, my thinking on this whole thing is that it was good for Demar that he went on to the Bulls. It was good for the Spurs that he went on to the Bulls too, uh, because this team needed to move in a different direction. It just did. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him out there uh, shining is really wonderful. Even people chanting MVP, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like couldn't happen to a better guy. Uh, yeah. And deserves he really deserves flowers more in this yeah. league than, than DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. So hats off His, to him. Yeah. But at the same time, his his guys, his tribute video when he gets back to San Antonio is going to be amazing. Oh, it should be great. that video they're going to give him. Yeah, it's it going to be good. It should be great. But at the same time, you know, we don't need to do the thing every time he has a good game where it's like, oh, you're telling me he couldn't have helped this Spurs team. Like, you know, he 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 helped this Spurs team plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just time to go in a a more youth focused direction. And every uh, team to go through this, it was, and it was time for him to go yeah. to a team that was, that was built more to contend right now around him. Right. So I think as, as the season, I mean, look, look at DeJounte Murray. I mean, a midi, he has a little mini midi game now. I wonder where he learned that from, you know, maybe he learned it from DeMar. Uh, that's kind of his, you've seen it before Tom, that, that, that dribble crossover, pull up, boom. Mid-range. I have, I, mean, I have on occasion yeah. seen DeJounte Murray do that do that yeah uh, yeah he, i mean it's it's butter it's it's his go-to um yeah and i mean i don't know the i i think that demar's leadership and uh the way he carried himself was mm-hmm. you know important developmentally for a lot of spurs great so, with the media great with the media oh i, I love yeah, talking to him wonderful to yeah talk just to. Um, yeah and you know just a a really uh a good a good human being uh, is is a DeMar DeRozan Bulls jersey coming to Petrini's closet soon? Uh, I I'm not I'm not a big uh, jersey guy anymore just because uh, one I'm grown and two my arms are small so like basketball jerseys not really uh, a great look for a guy who is <laughs> uh, 26 and uh, you know built like. Uh, I don't know. 
What's a, what's a good insult for what I'm built like? I don't know. We'll, we'll An insult? We'll I was going to give you a compliment. I was going to um, give you a compliment. I was going to say um, you're wiry like, hmm, like Mr. Fantastic. I'm like a 5'10 Porzingis type. <laughs> mm, let's see. Uh, let me think of that again. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But K, 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 KG was thin throughout his entire career. And, he Ooh, was a and piece, I yell so. a lot. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm an extremely short Kevin Garnett. Uh, By the way, you're speaking of hang time earlier. I don't know if you've seen this. Primo has some hang time too. Oh, yeah? I believe Oh, it. yeah. I mean. Oh, yes. I saw it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, Several I, times. Some some underrated athleticism from him for sure. Oh, Primo. Yeah. That's what we didn't talk about this time. Eh. We'll save it for LOS, yeah? Uh, okay, we'll save it for LOS, yeah. Sounds, sounds good. There we go. Me. Your topics are being generated right now, everybody. You're, this is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Real time. Uh, Spurs fans, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, my name is Tom Petrini. You can find me on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini. A lot of fakes out there. Uh, Jeff <laughs> at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Uh, he's writing so much. He's a yep. hardest, hardest working man in Spurs business. Uh, yep. And, Plenty more coming. And uh you'll never be bored going on kens5.com yep. and looking for never. Uh, the latest Spurs stuff because we got you covered uh yep so you got a chat with Kelvin johnson coming out tomorrow so mm-hmm. hang on tight for that i'm excited yeah. can't wait yep. to see that one uh it's been a blast until next time i'm tom petrini that's jeff garcia uh and this has been the big fun pod from kens5 we'll see you go spurs go see ya <laughs> <laughs>